Welcome to What If. I'm your host, Kareem Ustekni, and today we have Michael Kovacev with us. Michael, I know from the Cairo Society. He's a tech entrepreneur and a three times Austrian karate champion. Michael, thanks so much for being with us. Hi, Kareem. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Um, are you currently in Vienna? Yes, I'm over here in beautiful Vienna with not so beautiful weather. <laughs> oh, okay. But I'm sure over the weekend should be get better, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Luckily, yes. <laughs> um, Michael, I think we had a call uh, a few weeks ago for the first time, and um, it was really interesting to hear your story. Um, and it would be really cool also for the audience, maybe that you introduce yourself a little bit, um, and then we can take it from there. Yes, that's great. Uh, I will do this. So short about me, like Karim said, I'm a three times Austrian karate champion and I went to a lot of international uh, competitions all over Europe. Um, apart from that, I'm a two times founder. I first founded a social network that was supposed to uh, connect people based on their interests in universities. Uh, the second one, which I started just four months ago, five months ago now, nearly, is called Novi20. And what we did is we built the first contact tracing app for COVID and have been in contact, in contact with around 40 governments, launched it then with the Georgian government in April and got a little bit over 150,000 downloads on just on our first day on the market. Uh, so we were the first European contact tracing app. And yeah, that's what I've been up to in the last few months. But other than this, I'm very interested in social entrepreneurship and really having an impact since, since I'm eight, I think. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, and how did your entrepreneurship career start and at the same time your karate? Yes, yeah, so my entrepreneurship uh, career started with yeah, more or less with eight. That was when I found out that um, there were orphans that... Um, Orphans existed in Bulgaria and we were just in a hotel with my family. So what I did there is I started cleaning the shoes of all the people in uh, the hotel and collected 150 euros, which I then donate, donated to an orphan uh, organization. It's not really entrepreneurship, but uh, my first step into, let's say, social entrepreneurship. And karate, I started with five when my, yeah, when I saw, saw one of the karate movies, I think it was Karate Kids. And then I thought it would be cool to start it. So yeah, that's, that's how I started out. That's, that's uh, amazing. And is your family from Bulgaria? Yes, my whole family actually is from Bulgaria. Uh, with my dad being a refugee that had to flee from communism mm. um, around four, 30 years ago. And my mom came later, later to study in Austria. Ah, okay, fantastic. So they met each other then in Austria? Yes, they were there, Bulgarians, but they actually met in Austria. Oh, wow. Okay. And by accident? or? Yes, by accident. I think it's actually, the funny thing is they met more or less in the metro. And oh, wow. then uh, 30 years later, I met my girlfriend in the metro too, which is a... <laughs> so it's like part <laughs> of your family DNA to meet in the metro. Yes. It's, that's amazing. And um, was your dad somehow or your family involved in you also going to karate later on? Or is there like some kind of family... Yes. Board. Actually, it was mainly my father that uh, I watched the movie with also, but he was a sambo, like he was the vice sambo champion of Bulgaria back in his back in the times. 
uh, which is like MMA, mixed martial arts. And he wanted me to learn something that's not too brutal, but also uh, uh, fighting a combat sport. So together we watched the movies and then he sent me to the karate training. Uh, and he's been a very big part of my, my journey in the sports. Wow. And uh, just for the audience, can you explain the difference between MMA and karate? The difference be between MMA and karate. Now, you have to know that there are different types of karate. Mm -hmm. There is also a Kyokushin karate, which is full contact. Okay. Uh, I fight in Gojuria, which is uh, another style, and it is light contact. So we don't really hit each other uh, strong. It's uh, light contact, and you fight on points when you go to competitions. Mm -hmm. So I'd say it's rather um, combat art than I just uh, combat uh, sports where you just fight. Okay, so was that important for your dad that you don't go into the too brutal kind of uh, fight sport? Yeah, you know, that's, that's actually quite a funny story. I don't really tell people that. But my dad, uh, coming from Bulgaria and from quite tough times, he said that normally boys can get into a lot of trouble. So his goal was actually to uh, like raise my brother and me like girls so that we never get into fights um and don't really don't really get into problems and then he sent me to karate first because it's not brutal but also because it's highly important that uh i can if something happens i can protect myself but also in karate you really learn respect from a very young age and that you shouldn't fight so even when i have problems in a club and people want to fight i'll just say i'm sorry knowing that uh nothing is going to happen oh okay because you have like also quite the self-confidence in you right Yes, exactly. Uh, that's what comes with the whole championships. And that's why I don't feel feel bad or like a loser when I say, no, I'm very sorry. I really didn't mean to uh, bother you in any way and just go away. And that, that's the right thing to do, I think. Otherwise, wow. you always... That's, that's very uh, interesting to hear. So what, what would you say had karate had the biggest influence on your life growing up? Oh, in many different ways. So the first first thing is uh, respect, definitely. Really respecting people and not uh, having an opinion before you know someone. That's a part that I learned in my dojo, in my uh, karate place. Um, other than this, especially the competitions. Uh, I had a lot of, especially when I started, I was quite young. No, I was 13. And I started to fight against good people very early. With 15, I think I fought in the, against the... Uh, European karate champion from Ukraine and the Ukrainians always hit a little bit harder so I, I was quite scared back then mm -hmm. uh, and going to fights like this and seeing that it's not too bad and nothing happens that at the end you might lose but you're not hurt that actually helped me to overcome a lot of fears also when I had my first presentations in front of um, hundreds of people when I uh, did whatever new challenge that I might be scared of it's just always the same feeling of uh, anxiety before you do something new that you haven't ever done before. And going through this process gets a lot easier for me. Wow. So you know that as hard as it might sound, nothing will happen because you've experienced it many times, right? Yes, exactly. And at the moment, it always looks like the biggest thing for you. So for example, now because of Novit, I uh, was in the Bulgarian national TV, which I was quite nervous about. And at that point, it was the biggest thing that happened to me because have ha that had happened to me and it was very important. But it felt the same way when I first pitched in front of investors, when I first went to this karate championship. And in the karate championships, I always went to new, new fights, uh, new, new competitions. And it always was the most important thing for me 
uh, in my life so far because it mm -hmm. wasn't a new level. And so the process of doing something that you haven't done before that is very challenging uh, got way easier. Okay. Would you say that people who also do karate that they are less risk averse? They do karate are less risk averse. Yeah. Um, so they take more risks. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. I think that really depends on the person okay. in general, especially when they go to competitions and uh, really get into the sport a lot. I do think so. I think that they are ready to uh, try more things. And that's a general thing about athletes. Right. No, no I mean, like the way you explain it, maybe uh, this is just like a theory that maybe a lot of karate um, fighters are really could be really good entrepreneurs as well. Yes, that's, by the way, a very uh, funny thing. And my specialization, it's uh, university in Vienna. Mm -hmm. We have a specialization called entrepreneurship and innovation. And when you say that you're a champion in what uh, national champion in whatever sport, that's always a very big bonus to get into this, that rather prestigious uh, specialization. Oh, really? Okay. On entrepreneurship. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, you also mentioned the respect part. Was that because it had influence from Japan? That respect was so important in karate? That, was, that respect was very important. That was also the trainer in our dojo who um, just never would let us fight or have any like big uh, discussions in the dojo. But we would always talk about it directly. And if you behaved wrong, you had to learn in some way discipline and do a lot of push-ups, do whatever. But he just held respect as a very high value. And that's something that especially in karate is done in general. Mm. And that also influenced you as a human being, right? To be very respectful in society and the people you work with and friends and so on. For sure it did. For sure it did. Okay, fantastic. Um, and now if you would look at karate from um, the different aspects you learned there, right? Um, what would you say like, were like two or three major key learnings from karate for for your own work and for working? So the one thing I said is uh, getting into new challenges. The other thing that is very important for me and really helps me is even while I'm in a very stressful situation, uh, again, the same example, fighting against the Ukrainian and European champion. Even while I was in the fight, I had to think very clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, and even while you get hit, you have to think about it from an eagle perspective. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to uh, get that fight to? So that was something I learned over the years in karate, which helped me a lot. Uh, and the same thing is also in, um, let's say, in a, when, when, I, when I have to pitch, for example, and very hard questions come. It is a very stressful situation. I feel the stress in my body uh, if, there is, if I have difficulties, but it helps me to really have a clear head no matter how hard the situation is in business. In business. And that is very helpful. That is the second thing. A third thing, a third thing. Maybe from even like a creativity aspect. Is there like a lot of creativity involved in, in doing karate? So yeah, it definitely was. In the fights, it was um, when you fight against someone and you see that he is used to your karate fighting style, you have to think about new things. Mm -hmm. So a technique I came up with in a fight was, for example, I... or an idea I had. I just started looking at the stomach of, of, of the person I fought with and started hitting in the, in the stomach. And always when I looked into the stomach, I, I hit in the stomach. So they got used to it. And then well, it was quite a hard 
fight, but in the last seconds, I did it again. I looked down, but hit him in the face, which was a different kind of technique. So in general, you always have to find ways to trick uh, your opponent mm. and also understand how he perceives you and how he perceives the whole fighting situation, which is also, again, similar to negotiations and a lot of business situations. Wow. So would you say if you fight with someone who's also very creative as a fighter, um, that those fights are usually different or take longer because everyone can easily change their style and technique? Definitely. Definitely. And I think it's very important that you don't use the normal fighting style, but you have your own um, ideas and your own way to fight to be different, which mm -hmm. is what Muhammad Ali did when he started out. Uh, always jumping around and dancing and people making fun of him, but that was a very good way. And then in karate, we also have a guy called Rafael Agaev, who was the first one to really actually start dancing while fighting and doing very funny tricks, which people made jokes of. But then he became the six times uh, world champion in a role, which never happened before. Um, so I think it's very important to have your own style and just try whatever you feel is right. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. It sounds like karate or general, like, different sports, right? But now focusing on karate is an amazing sport to train a lot of different disciplines, right? Discipline in general, but also creativity, right? And also uh, working in stressful situations. Yes. So would you say if you go into a what if scenario, if everyone on this planet um, would do also karate as an example, uh, beside their normal things they do in life, how Or which impact do you think it would have on society in general, first of all, and then looking into the workspace? How do you think it would help people, especially now looking in, in, in times of a pandemic? That's a very interesting question. I think that the first thing I uh, comes to my mind is some embarrassing small talks would be way less embarrassing because it would just <laughs> people. Uh, so yeah, that might be a good change in, in the social situations. Although I, I do like uh, small talk, but I think that would be a funny and great change because you always can talk a lot to other people that have that do the same sports. Um, so that would be one change. What I also think would be interesting is maybe even if you look at the professional uh, aspect, but you could try if everyone was, speaking, was uh, training karate very seriously. Mm. is maybe even do for specific positions uh just do a fight and see who wins because very often the person the better fighter is not only more creative but also very hard working and not doesn't only put a lot of thought into training but also in uh, various other aspects in life so that that could be for example a good try to see uh how high the impact of karate is or of your performance in a sport is on your performance and work. And I think it might actually have very good impact. Wow. So you mentioned like the, the difference of the top ones would be not only like more disciplined, so working harder, also more creative, but also you would say more value driven to a certain extent. More value driven. Yeah, I think so. Value driven as well. Oh wait, how, in, in which aspect, how, how like, do you mean? Because uh, you mentioned like respect, for example. Or, uh, or in which other areas do you think the top ones would be different from the not so good ones applying for a job? So I think respect and communication is, uh, is important um, if you are in the top because that's 
uh, that just how that changes the way you train. If you communicate right, you get to train differently. You talk to the people uh, mm -hmm. better and find out more about your weaknesses. So I think that communication actually, even if it is combat sport, is very important. Okay. But other than this, um, it mainly can show that they are hardworking. Mm -hmm. It shows this discipline, discipline that they're ready to do whatever it takes to uh, make something successful or to be successful. And also creativity and just being different because being the, among the top people, uh, just training doesn't yeah. really make the, make the change because many people train 10 times a week and more. Yeah. Uh, but it's a few that really have this uh, thing in their heads that makes them be the top. Wow. And what is that in their head that makes them so much better? That's, that really depends on the person. Um, and in your case, for example? In, in my case, so especially at the end of my, my career, for example, in karate, because I don't really train that much anymore, but I was not in the best shape, but I still won fights against people that should be way better than me because I um, just learned to understand other people, learned to read them more or less, see where they were going. And even when they were faster, I was just like playing around, making them a little bit more aggressive, uh, pulling a leg or something. And then at some point, some point they would be not concentrated. And I, I, would, I would use that moment. So I think it's very important to really see and read other people to understand what they think in the fight. And I think that's the most important part to see what move the person is going to do next. Okay, wow. So it's also kind of empathy, right? That you need yes. in that moment. I actually forgot to say this before, but it definitely is empathy. Okay, because you really feel what the other person is doing. And even if that person is, is in better shape, but if you can understand that person much better, then you can win that fight maybe. Yes. I mean, obviously shape is very important. Right. Uh, but the critical part very often is really understanding the other fighter, understanding what their plans are. Mm. Okay, understood. And what would you say are... Um, is important in, in doing is it a lot of practice to understand that other person much better in the fight or what do you think is important to train that aspect of karate i actually definitely think it's a lot of practice so i did not have this at the beginning i had a lot of fights uh, i think for me it is a little bit easier than for other people um that fight but in general i think it's a little bit of talent a lot of work, a lot of practice, a lot of losing as well and failing, just like in entrepreneurship, until you learn uh, how people, uh, like what people think. It's the same thing in entrepreneurship with investors, mm. understanding how they are in the fight, how your opponent is in the fight, how they react to different stuff in general, and just learning to be relaxed. Because the more relaxed you are in a fight, in mm. your mind, the better you are and the clearer you see the whole situation. And that just needs, needs the practice. Okay. And yes, that's okay. it. Okay, understood. But th that also means to to really understand the other person. That also means you need a lot of self awareness and mindfulness, right? To yes. be able to understand your own feelings in that moment, but also the other person. Yes, self awareness, social awareness, and self management are highly important. Okay. Okay, and also probably you need to see like be good in pattern recognition, right? Because you see certain movements of the other person, similar fight techniques, and you Definitely. see, oh, that pattern I've seen already. So it's time to change something to, 
to go into that fight and maybe uh, hit him somewhere where he's not expecting it. Exactly. And then you also want to provoke them to do stuff that is good for you. So what I very often did is I would just go like provoke a little bit with my, my chin going uh, with my chin very close to his hand and he would like the opponent would think he can hit me and then I would just come with the lag knowing what would happen. Uh, so I would just prepare my opponents to do what I want him to do, which is again also something you try with uh, in negotiations, in business, in pitching, that you try to your the other you try to get the other person, the investor, to ask questions or to ask something that gets you under in the right position. So mm. it's again similar in some way to business very often. Wow. Okay. That's it. And uh, in that what-if scenario that we talked about that where everyone is also a karate fighter, do you think there would be also less fights? Because as you mentioned, you try to not fight because you know you can do it. Do you think that would be also the case? Hmm. Very interesting. I do think so, actually. I do think so. I think that could... I never, never really thought about this. I think it would definitely have an impact in um, for different reasons. For the first one um, being that I don't think I think people can show off then only in sports and show that they are like that they are good and that they uh, fight. And I don't think they would have to show off this much uh, outside of the club. Uh, that's the one thing. And the other thing that I see is that there sometimes are bullies and people that just like to fight and hit other right. people. But okay. if they knew that everyone else could uh, also defend themselves, I think that would lead to less aggression, less fights, less fights actually. Wow. So there would be actually more wisdom just because everyone knows that they can fight yeah, to a I certain degree. So it would be only a few people who are really, really good and different than the, the, the mass of people, like the yeah. top ones that might do some fights if they wanted to, if they would be that bully kind of person. Exactly. And as, well, what, what is also a thing, I think that the best ones don't really have the need to fight. Uh, yeah, or that's okay. what I see. Rather, the, the best ones are more relaxed and don't have a reason to fight because they feel very secure, uh, which leads to like less worse people wanting to fight. And they would not want to fight against someone that's too good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... So, so there will be actually less fights, pretty much, probably. Yeah. That's interesting. And um, But also the characteristics and... The things you talked about that um, someone who's doing karate has is super um, helpful for working, right? And, and, and uh, social life, but also business life. Um, and now looking at the pandemic, do you think the different characteristics helped you also during the pandemic to deal with that stressful situation much better than maybe other people that you've seen? Uh, yeah, I mean, my situation is quite different. So when we had the lockdown, I actually, I never worked this much, <laughs> like in the time of the lockdown, I was just in my room. So when I stopped working this much, the lockdown was pretty much over. Uh, and we had launched our app in, in Georgia then. Um, but in some way, I think after that, it did help me to, because what is very important is that you can delay gratification, which is generally a very important skill, delaying gratification to not want the great moments and great things now, but to wait and uh, to wait to get a better moment after that. So there's a mar the marshmallow experiment, which is quite right. well. Uh, you probably know it with the kids that waited a longer time to get two marshmallows instead of taking one at the beginning. 
And I think this like delaying self gratification um, is something that's very important in sports. And now it helped me to not go out too much, but focus, see what is right at the moment for long-term health and for uh, my, my country, my city, and just fo follow that plan through. But how does, how does karate teach you that, that later, uh, yeah, f f that you need that moment of satisfaction? How, how does it train you that? I mean, so if you look at it, for example, in training, if you really want to become very good in, uh, in a sport, mm -hmm. you have to go through a hard time in training as well. Muhammad Ali said something along the lines of, um, I hate every moment of the training itself, but he was saying that that's the price that he had to pay. So I think training, if you want to become very good, has to be very, very hard at some point so that you can get the gratification after that. And that's the point. If you cannot delay self-gratification, you won't go through the very hard parts in training. You won't go beyond your limits. Um, and this way you'll have it easier in the short term, but mm. you won't get the success you will get if you're ready to go through the 15 minutes without the marshmallow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, <laughs> now looking at the things that we discussed, the impact karate would probably have having less fights. Uh, you could probably deal with stressful situations much better. Um, you could also be in moments of uh, loneliness, I want to say, more. Um, you would still stay more focused and you could wait for certain things and wouldn't need the, the immediate gratification. Do you think it would be a good idea that something like karate or another sport like that would be mandatory even in school? Especially in school, actually. Um, I think that the values you learn in karate and in sports like that, uh, very often Asian sports, uh, in my opinion, uh, would be very smart to teach to kids in an early age, around five to ten. Uh, and that's something I would uh, recommend to every parent to uh, get their kids into a karate course for a while. Um, I do think that you learn very important values that shape you as a person in the long term. Mm. Um, so yes, I do see, I think it makes sense to teach kids very early and have it somehow as an important, important part of, of the schooling. Wow. Have you also been to certain countries in Asia? To certain what? The countries in Asia. Have you been? No, I sadly haven't. Uh, I'm planning to go to Okinawa maybe next year, which is the place where karate comes from. Mm. Which, by the way, uh, karate means empty hand. Empty hand? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What do you think that means? In, in... So what it means is, uh, the story back then is, that, uh, I think it was farmers in Okinawa that were uh, suppressed and they didn't have any weapons uh, and couldn't really defend themselves. So that's how, or that's the legacy of karate, how it started with the people there in Okinawa trying to defend themselves against the military. Uh, and because they didn't have any weapons, it's called empty hand, which is karate. Wow, okay, that's amazing. Um, Michael, now coming to our last question that we always ask in the end is the, 10% uh, versus 10 times question. Um, in, in this context, for anyone in the audience who got inspired now to do karate, <laughs> um, 
what do you think someone has to do to become 10% better in doing karate? And for someone who becomes, wants to become 10 times better in karate? All right, that is very, that is an interesting question. I have not thought about this before. Um, so it depends on your level, of course. If you're good, it's hard to become 10 times better. Uh, what I would say is for the 10%, let's say, is to actually start, just start training, doing a training a week. Um, Can they also do it at home at the moment? At the moment, yes, they're definitely, I, I haven't tried it, but I know of friends that they are good online courses on karate and a lot of clubs actually started doing their whole trainings and even trial trainings online. So that's a great chance to actually just try it out, see if you like it, uh, if it's for you. Um, you can just, yeah, just look for it in Google. If you want to become really good, 10 times better, um, then the only right way at the beginning is to really train a lot. Um, try to watch videos, see what the best people do, what they do different. And at the beginning, copy some techniques, try to take whatever the best people do and then train a lot. Start waking up in the morning, train before going to work and then maybe even after you go to work. That's what I did a lot of, for a long time in school, waking up at five, going to training, uh, then to school and then train another training. If you really want to get to the top and be 10 times better than you are now, it takes a lot of discipline at the beginning but it pays off in, let's say, a year or two when you really have a very, very strong level. Wow. And um, thank you for that. Would you say that you have been always like a more disciplined kid or did karate teach you to become more disciplined? Mm, depends on which aspect of life. For example, in school, I was rather a rebel. Uh, okay. I think I am. I, I always was pretty disciplined but then in some ways i also felt different and wanted to do stuff in a think things in a different way so i did things with discipline but not always the things that were expected <laughs> by me or from okay. me so you pretty much followed your curiosity and things that really had an impact on you or interest that's where you become really disciplined yes exactly okay fantastic and is there any last thing you want to share with the audience about you or about karate or any things uh, they should know? Yes. So the one thing that I already said is uh, the last thing that I really want to add is I think if you have a, a kid that is around five to 10, it is a very, very, it's very good for them to do a sports and try to get them to do a sports for two to three times. In my case, for example, I wanted to stop when I was eight, but uh, my family always said that I had to train some sport for two to three times a week. So I kept on doing karate. Um, and it really teached me a lot of discipline and got me in a good shape and changed my view on many things. So I would really recommend to get your kids to do, do sports. And a good combat sport, I think, is a very right way to go. And then also, if you have any other questions to me or about karate, about uh, the last company I did or whatever it is, feel free to add me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to have interesting conversations. That's fantastic, Michael. So to the audience, for all the parents out there, you heard Michael, get your kids to do karate or another sport. Um, Michael, thank you so much. And also to the uh, audience, this was the first time where I record something through um, the internet with, I guess, Michael. Um, in COVID times, podcasts are also changing. You're not meeting in one room. 
and you're doing everything in two different countries at the moment. So I hope uh, you enjoyed it. And uh, Michael, thank you so much once again. And I hope you also enjoyed the discussion and that we hope see us at some point. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Karim. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.